0: Emory & Henry College is embarking on a new campaign to develop land it owns around Exit 26 along Interstate 81. The development includes a multi-sport complex, a new equestrian center, and the construction of apartment-style housing for students. The land to be developed is adjacent to the main college campus. But with this investment of more than $30 million, the college will make a bold statement about its location to thousands of travelers who pass near the exit each day. The investment also is an exclamation point on the recent progress of the college, which has pulled back from a financially tenuous position to be a fiscally strong institution. It has achieved this strength in the wake of major financial threats that are otherwise plaguing numerous small private institutions across the country. I am joined today by Dr. John Wells, president of Emory & Henry, who has led the school through the economic challenges of recent years to this position of positive momentum, which also spells opportunity for Southwest Virginia. Welcome to the show, President Wells.
1: Well, thank you very much, Derek. I'm excited to be here.
0: Let's talk about the recent efforts toward uh, expanding the campus around Exit 26. That is a project that includes several developments, including an athletic complex, a new equestrian center, and new student housing. Let's begin by having you perhaps tell us what you think is going to be the most impactful of those projects. Have you given that any thought?
1: Absolutely. it's really um, it's really kind of hard to uh, to say which will be the most. I can tell you that uh, all of these projects really work together uh, to uh, to really move the college to its next iteration. Uh, as uh, most people know, we are in the process of moving from Division three athletics in the NCAA to uh, Division II to uh, become a member of the South Atlantic Conference. And uh, in order to do that, we have to really upgrade some of our athletic facilities. And uh, so the new multi-sport complex at the interstate will help us do that. Um, And everyone also knows that we have a long history uh, going back uh, into our sister institution, uh, Virginia Intermont, of uh, having a very high quality equestrian program, so having uh, having those out at the interstate, they will uh, they will really function together to uh, to help the college make the move to the next level.
0: The many things that the college has been doing lately have garnered some headlines, and I want to talk later about some of those headlines. But what they all seem to be suggesting is that Emory and Henry is doing very well in spite of trends for private and small colleges. How does the work that you're doing with this project can build on that momentum?
1: Well, you know, in, uh, in private higher education, there have been those who have been ringing the bell for a long time, suggesting that uh, private higher ed is uh, going to be in a period of uh, very dramatic contraction. And uh, I think, you know, we have to be, uh, take very seriously the demographic changes that are occurring in the country. Um, a lot of people are choosing to, uh, to either stop at one child or, or two. Uh, large families have, uh, are, are really not occurring as much as they did in the past. And so the number of 18 year olds um, is, is really dropping off. And, and over the course of the last uh, several years, we've actually seen a nearly 3% drop in uh, the number of 18 uh, of year olds in the country. And so uh, that, that portends challenges for private higher education. And we made a decision as a board of trustees and as an administration, we made the decision that uh, we weren't just going to try to find ways for Emory & Henry to survive. We want Emory & Henry to thrive. And these projects really helped to uh, underscore our dedication, not, not just to getting through the next years that are in front of us, uh, but actually having a greater impact than perhaps the college has ever had.
0: A lot of higher education experts are talking about the enrollment cliff. Is that what you're referencing, or is that something even bigger down the road that we should expect?
1: It is. I mean, the, uh, the enrollment cliff is, uh, is part of it. And in the, in, uh, uh, the demographic trough, uh, enrollment winter. it goes by a number of names. And uh, going back to 2008, uh, at the time of the Great Recession, Uh, people made decisions to either put off having a family or uh, to have families that were smaller than perhaps they had uh, originally intended. As the result, by the time we are hitting uh, 2025, 2026, the number of 18-year-olds will have significantly dropped. But even uh, even beyond that, as we move deeper into the digital revolution uh, and other methods of uh, curriculum delivery, uh, the brick and mortar institutions, and this is true of private colleges and uh, state universities, uh, they're going to be challenged to, uh, to really fill their classes and to make certain that they have the enrollment that, uh, that they need to have. And, and the pandemic uh, certainly exacerbated that, uh, that tendency.
0: You have uh, many colleges and universities that you know of, small private institutions that are really facing real problems. We won't name them, but it's a reality. Emory and Henry doesn't seem to be one of those. How surprised are you to find this college in this advantageous place right now?
1: Well, I'm, I'm pleased, you know, to uh, to see where the college is, and and it's this way for a number of reasons. I, I would say the uh, the first and foremost is uh, is our faculty, uh, you know, it, it has come to be uh, something of a truism that teaching takes place at small colleges in a way that is more effective and more engaging uh, than perhaps in, uh, in larger academic settings. But at Emory & Henry, there is a level of attention to students um, that occurs on behalf of our faculty that you really don't see at other institutions. And our faculty take very seriously uh, not just their uh, their role in the classroom, but also being mentors. But but beyond that, uh, we have a dedicated staff at Emory and Henry. We have people who have chosen to uh, to make their professional careers here at Emory and Henry and to serve through the years. That level of continuity has helped us in a uh, in a variety of uh, of different areas in the college. But we also have a um, we have a dedicated board of trustees and. I can't say enough about our board. They have taken time not uh, just to uh, oversee the college's finances, their fiduciary responsibility. Our board uh, has taken the time to read articles, to read books, to engage uh, higher education leaders outside of our institution, uh, to follow trends. Um, I can tell you that, uh, that I spend the, uh, the first half hour of every day uh, looking through the Chronicle of Higher Education and Inside Higher Ed and the other trade papers uh, that are uh, so crucial to understanding what's happening across the landscape of higher education. But there are many mornings that I'm receiving uh, emails from, uh, from alumni, from uh, trustees, and friends of the college uh, pointing me to, uh, to different sources of information that's going on. There's so many people who have a deep love for this institution and want to make sure that it's doing what it needs to do in order to be successful.
0: Well, speaking of following articles and trends, uh, I'm referencing a article by Cardinal News right now, and in that they quote a senior writer for the Chronicle of Higher Education, Lee Gardner, who is suggesting that one of the ways that small colleges need to act in order to save themselves is to focus on amenities. I'm wondering if in the research that you and board members did, if that is what you came across in the decisions you made around Exit 26 along Interstate 81.
1: It's part of it. I mean, the, um, the, the fact of the matter is if you have uh, amenities without really focusing in on uh, what you are, are providing those amenities for, uh, then it's not going to be successful. I mean, the reality is you have to think through uh, where are you going to make your investments that really underscore uh, the commitment of the institution to its students and, uh, and to their student success as a Division II school now, we have the opportunity to offer scholarships to to students. Uh, And so really uh, making improvements in some of our athletic facilities is actually um, goes to the deeper, uh, more philosophical and missional point of access, of helping to bring students to the college who might not otherwise be able to afford to be here, but also students who may, for financial reasons, have chosen to go other places. So it's, it's investing in amenities, but also investing in those amenities that have, um, that have some resonance and consistency with the college's mission.
0: Well, if you look across the composition of the student body at Emory & Henry College, I think you find a lot of students who come from beyond this region. You find a lot more students of color. Is that something that was targeted by this institution, or does that come along just naturally with the decisions you've made in terms of planning and programming?
1: We've been very deliberate about it. I mean, we um, let me first of all say that uh, that Southwest Virginia is uh, is an amazing place, and it's uh, uh, it's certainly a place that uh, that I hope to uh, to call my home until the end of my days. But um, but it also uh, has had some uh, uh, recent, uh, really uh, kind of unfortunate trends of having people move out of the region of young people deciding to uh, to make their professional careers in other places. Uh, At Emory & Henry we want to make sure that we're bringing people in from different parts of the Commonwealth of Virginia and across the middle Appalachian region in uh, and indeed nationally and so over the course of the last uh, year or two in our um, recruiting cycles uh, we have begun to recruit uh, students in nearly three dozen states. Uh, Many of those states have uh, have have uh, never and, uh, and, and or seldom uh, been represented here at Emory & Henry. And so we know we have to, um, to go beyond just our region in order to, uh, to, to have a significant enrollment. Uh, but we also are, are really focusing on being a place of belonging and, uh, and inclusion. And those are deliberate strategies because we recognize that uh, from the standpoint of what happens in the classroom, all of the soft skills that go with uh, developing cultural competency, um, developing a sense of empathy and uh, uh, an understanding of, uh, of people who come from very different uh, walks of life. How can we all come together to forge community here? And those skills will have collateral benefit throughout a student's uh, uh, lifetime, both professionally and in their private life as well.
0: Then tell me, what do you think the college looks like in, say, five to ten years from now, not just in terms of its appearance, but also in terms of its reputation and its impact?
1: I think we will be regarded as uh, the strongest private, regional, comprehensive institution uh, here in the Middle Appalachian region. We are already talked about as a place that has a stellar academic reputation. Uh, we are already talked about as, uh, as an institution that, uh, that changes lives. Uh, I think we'll, we'll, we will have doubled down on that, and uh, this will be a place where students have all of the uh, academic and intellectual development uh, that's going to help them throughout their, their lives, but also uh, the social development and, uh, and a, uh, a sense of service, and I think those things will continue to uh, characterize the Emory & Henry experience.
0: I'm talking today to John Wells. He's the president of Emory and College. We're talking about recent plans to develop around Exit 26, property that the college owns near its main campus. We are also talking about the impact that the college is having on the lives of its students and graduates. We are going to go to a break. When we come back, John, I want to talk about the impact that this college has on the region in a bit more detail. You are listening to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in In Southwest Virginia, I am your host, Dirk Moore. You are also listening to WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia.
1: Support for WEHC 90.7 Emory comes from Tom Graham and Kyle King of Edward Jones Investments. 126 East Main Street, Marion. Learn what investing can do for you. 276-783-4448 or edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. And also from the Tumbling Creek Cider Company. Heritage-inspired, handcrafted hard cider from locally sourced apples in the heart of downtown Abingdon. Open daily in the Springhouse at 112 Court Street, Northeast Abingdon and online at TumblingCreekCiderCompany.com. Serving the spirit of our community.
0: Back to Together to Get There. Today I am speaking with Dr. John Wells, the president of Emory and Henry College. We are talking about the latest iteration of the campaign for the college, the development of property around Exit 26 along Interstate 81 to include a new athletic complex, a new equestrian center, and new student housing. John, you recently played host to Senator Tim Kaine on campus. How did that go and what were his impressions of Emory and Henry?
1: It was a wonderful visit. Uh, Senator Kane uh, entertained one of our classes. Um, uh, he actually even brought his harmonica with him and uh, and sang uh, sang a song or two for our students. He really connected with them. He's he's pleased with what is uh, what is happening as uh, uh, as are many of our elected officials because they, they realize that uh, Southwest Virginia mm-hmm. is such a critical critical part of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, but it's also part of this uh, broader economic uh, zone of uh, Upper East Tennessee and Western North Carolina. And uh, we, what's happening in one of those uh, components of this region has a very direct impact on the others. And so to the extent to which Emory & Henry can help to, uh, to really facilitate the, uh, the growth here in Southwest Virginia of uh, really – uh, improving the economic infrastructure and bringing about some entrepreneurial uh, impulses here. Uh, we're also part of helping the rest of uh, the rest of this region as well. Senator Kane um, indicated that he uh, both understands that and is supportive of what we're doing here.
0: Did he mention anything specific with regard to Emory and Henry or higher education in this area that would enable us or require us to partner more in this effort?
1: Yeah, his uh, one of the things that he's uh, that he has really been advocating has been uh, uh, broader access to uh, to broadband and uh, making certain that uh, everyone has the opportunity of being part of the digital age. And uh, so, to the extent to which the college uh, can uh, continue to work on um, uh, on on digital access for its students, uh, he regarded that uh, from his comments as uh, as being
0: crucial. With Emory & Henry doing so well in terms of enrollment and other financial measures, is it more convenient now for the college to be looking beyond its campus borders to impact the region?
1: I think so. I mean, I you know, one of the things that I think is always a danger um, with any small college, and <coughs> uh, Emory & Henry has done a really good job um, down through the years of, of avoiding this, but it, it's easy to become very uh, introspective and, um, uh, and, and really focused on uh, what goes on within the confines of the campus. Um, Emory & Henry has a long history of service and uh, a long history of community engagement. I think as, as stellar as that, um, as that history has been, as much effort as we have made, uh, I know that that has created uh, an alumni base of folks who have gone into other communities and uh, and have been change agents in those communities, but as good as all of that has been, uh, we really do live in a um, in a in a different kind of uh, of, of age. And uh, the economic imperative, the uh, the the crucial uh, point of building civic infrastructure that's based on trust and uh, and and citizenship and having a shared purpose. Emory & Henry has a role to play in all of that. And so we can build on this, uh, this mighty um, tradition that we've had of community engagement and of economic being part of economic development. And we can, we can take that even another step further.
0: What do you think are maybe the threats to this region if we don't engage more in, say, economic initiatives?
1: You know, the reality is uh, if you look at where a lot of young people uh, are moving, um, we see that there's a significant portion of students who, who leave our region uh, for institutions that are outside of Southwest Virginia. Uh, Emory and Henry reaching out to communities beyond just Southwest Virginia. We want to have a strong shot at, uh, at, at the great talent in other communities, helping them to fall in love with Southwest Virginia, giving them incentives to stay here and, uh, and make their lives here. Southwest Virginia is a place of, of absolutely um, uh, incomparable uh, natural beauty. It's a place of, uh, of, of decent people, hardworking people, and uh, folks that love their community. We have to get that word out uh, that this is a place to raise a family. This is a place to retire. This is a place to, uh, to spend your professional career. This is, a, uh, this is really a place of great advantage. Uh, in, uh, in many, many ways. If we fail to do it, though, um, we're watching a, a, the population in these counties below Roanoke. We're watching the population uh, both thin out and also uh, grow older. Uh, the average age is, uh, is climbing. And we've got to take steps to, uh, to make certain that that, is not, uh, that that is not the case, that we reverse those trends. And there are parts of the country, even parts of the country that are near us, uh, that have demonstrated uh, that this is, this is uh, very attainable work. There's, there's no reason for fatalism. Uh, we can really uh, build on the great vitality that is already here uh, to help make it a, uh, a region that is really um, no longer a, a best-kept secret, that it's, uh, that it's really a place to, to come. It's a destination.
0: What parts of the Emory & Henry Academy are most useful in helping to build on that idea?
1: I think the school of business is uh, is a real dedication on the part of the institution to uh, making certain that we're part of this uh, rebuilding the economic infrastructure. Our Appalachian Center, uh, which has a long um, a long history of uh, supporting uh, civic innovation and uh, and giving students the skills to be part of civic life, uh, those are incredibly important uh, aspects of uh, of what we do. I would also say too, though that um, Intercollegiate athletics uh, is also a uh, a tool as well because uh, our students come to know students from other institutions that are now very much in our region. Uh, so the schools that we uh, once were competing with that are that are hours away from us uh, in different parts of the Commonwealth, we're now uh, competing with uh, with schools that are just an hour and a half, an hour and forty five minutes away from us uh, that have very similar backgrounds, and so there's some networking that can happen there, and there's some synergies that can happen with those sister institutions.
0: Well, I'm wondering if we flip the lens a little. We're talking about what Emory & Henry can do for the region, but I'm wondering if people and partners in this region should be looking more at Emory & Henry, especially as it's gathering strength, gathering economic impact. Do you feel enough people are reaching out to Emory & Henry in, in recognition of the potential that we have to help support the region?
1: I think it's a it's a growing awareness. Um, you know, we we are always looking for uh, for partners beyond the uh, the campus walls, and uh, I uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that as uh, as we reach out as an institution uh, to the community around us, uh, that there'll be even more of uh, of the community reaching back to the college. We, we've been so fortunate. Uh, to have so many folks in Washington County and Smith County and in, in, uh, throughout Southwest Virginia uh, who really see Emory & Henry as, uh, as, as a great uh, asset and jewel, uh, really, for, uh, for this region. Uh, I hope that we can uh, continue to be worthy of that trust and, uh, and certainly continue to reach out and, and make those connections.
0: Dr. John Wells is the president of Emory & Henry College. We've been talking about Emory & Henry's campaign for the development of Exit 26 along Interstate 81. We've been also talking about the potential for the college to serve the economy of the region. Thank you, John, for this discussion.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure to be here, and uh, thank you so much for the invitation.
0: You have been listening to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. I am your host, Dirk Moore. You are also listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.